home of the Pens, WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. It's not PPG Paints Arena. Not tonight. Tonight, that big building uptown, it's the OK Corral. We got a showdown, just like ELO. It's the king, Sidney Crosby, against the crown prince, Connor McDavid. The first time of many times. It's just a regular season game in November, but it feels like a big occasion. It's so big, in 15 minutes, we're going to talk to Doc Emmerich of NBC Sports. Two great players and two quality teams, but one player is better and one team is better. That will avail itself tonight, or maybe it won't, but I definitely expect Sid and McDavid to be at the top of their games. Both are elite competitors, and they compete as much as they are elite. The first time of many times, it'll be a great time. If you don't have a ticket, get one. But let me make a few guarantees. On the year, Sid will finish with more goals than Connor McDavid. Sid will finish with more points than Connor McDavid. And by the time spring rolls around, Sid's team will do better than Connor McDavid's. The proverbial torch has never been super glued to anyone's hand. But Sidney Crosby isn't going to pass it anytime soon. My name is Mark Madden. I have a tested IQ of 166, and you can't teach that. But a boom, smartest guy in the room. How you doing? 412-333-9939 is the number to call or do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. Today, I am live at Buford's on 5th Avenue, right across the street from PPG Paints Arena. It's Sid versus McDavid. Somebody in Pittsburgh say something about getting fired up. Baseball free agency started today. The Pirates are projected to sign nobody. Anyway, back to the great matchup tonight at PPG Paints Arena. The statistics so far favor Sid on a per-game basis anyway. Sid has 8 goals and 10 points in 6 games. McDavid has 5 goals and 14 points in 13 games. The Penguins are 8-2-2. Edmonton is 9-3-1. McDavid is in a bit, just a bit of a slump by his already lofty standards. Two points in his last five games, just a couple helpers, no goals in that span. But McDavid is the real deal, and he's going to rise to tonight's challenge. McDavid can fly. He can dangle and pass and shoot at full speed. But Sid can too. And Sid is better in traffic and more physical, and plays 200 feet. It's two really good players. Sid's the best, but McDavid is damn good too. And like I've been saying, if I'm Mike Sullivan, the Penguins coach tonight, I met Sid against McDavid. Shift after shift, I put Sid head up 
against the Oilers number 97 because, A, it's only a regular season game. Give the people what they want, and B, make Connor McDavid play defense. We know Sid can play defense. Let's see about McDavid. Let's see how McDavid does down low. I'm not saying he can't, but let's see if he can. Now, the one great thing about both Sid and McDavid is neither one is 4-4 four and four with a three-game losing streak. But Jesus is just all right with me, and so is 4-4, four and four because there are eight teams in the AFC who are either at 500 or a game over or a game under. So it's very easy to imagine that your team is in the playoff hunt because technically it is. Technically. And really the Steelers could very easily still win the AFC North because it's a crap division. The Steelers just have that chip in a chair mentality and it does not serve them well. I love Cam Hayward, but when you hear Cam say, and I quote, if we win the rest, we're in, unquote, boy, that makes me roll my eyes. I hate that mentality. We're still in it until we're out of it, and that's true, but then you're barely in it, and you barely make it, and you're quickly out of it. We keep going back to 2005 when the Steelers won their last eight games in a row, including three road playoff games and the Super Bowl. And instead of understanding what a rare achievement that was, we cling to it. We cling to it and we're needy and we say, hey, it could happen again. It could, but it almost never does. And it certainly won't happen this year. How in the blue hell are the Steelers favored by two over Dallas who are 7-1. Wow. I don't get that. Pitt is a 21-point underdog to Clemson. If Clemson wants, Clemson will score 70 points. No problem. Getting back to that chip-in-a-chair mentality, a lot of the media locally shares it. They're in it till they're out of it. I heard two guys on the radio last night talking about how Ben should have thrown more quick slants to Eli Rogers on Sunday. Yeah, uh-huh. If the Steelers do that, those quick slants to Eli, they win at Baltimore. No doubt on that. This isn't about Ben not being 100% or other injuries or suspensions or reasons or excuses. This is about a roster that's ill-assembled. This is about bad coaching as reflected by underachieving now for five years and eight games. It's not about the logo or tradition or renegade or the terrible towel. This is about a half decade of excrement and a coaching tenure that has faded and lost credibility in that time. But you know what? I don't care. That's my secret weapon. I don't care. Okay, so maybe it's not really a secret. I love when I hear the media veterans say stuff like, well, I've been around a long time and you can't overreact. Right, and this past Sunday, I saw my first football game ever. When you have a generational talent at quarterback and 
in five years and eight games, you win one division and one playoff game, something has gone horribly wrong. And that's not, I repeat, that is not overreacting. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Got the Twitter fan going to, at X. I like hearing people debate the cause of the penalties. There's only one cause, yo. The Steelers are a stupid, undisciplined football team. Nothing. Nothing about what's happening to the Steelers is a mystery. The answers are right in front of your face if you want to see them. I'd like to spend most of today at Buford's on 5th talking about the 8-2-2 team, the championship team, the legitimate team, the team with Sidney Crosby, and it's a team that's playing Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers tonight at PPG. To that end, joining me just around the corner, Hornquist has run into Lundquist. It's the amazing Doc Emmerich. Doc! Talking hockey, talking pirates, because I won't be able to stop him. It's McDavid and Sid tonight, and I can't wait. Hey, I want to shout out to my buddy, uh, Colin Dunlap. His daughter isn't feeling well, and it's my understanding uh, she's a big fan of this show, and in particular, certain advertisements I do, which she imitates and quite well. So get well, Darren, and you are what's causing all this. 1059 the X. ACL injury and how do you treat it? An ACL injury is an injury to one of the ligaments located within the center of the knee. When it gets injured, the knee does not track correctly and can pop out when athletes cut or turn quickly. The initial treatment is rest, ice, elevation, and allowing the symptoms to fade. Following that, usually surgical reconstruction is required. Thanks, doctor. The orthopedic group. The super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, Dylan. How are you? We got the clap. Can't be beat. Got it off the back of a toilet seat. The X at 105.9. Live from Buford's Fifth Avenue, Double M. Getting ready for McDavid versus Crosby 1. Tonight at PPG Paints Arena, right across the street. Uh, Going to be quite the show, Don. Very enjoyable talking to Doc Emmerich about it. Uh, even more interesting to realize that Doc still hasn't forgiven the Pirates for dumping Mark Mellinson, and he shouldn't. That's when the Pirates tanked the season, and I think it's going to be more of the same moving forward. Uh, Doc talked about McDavid's size. I don't know if I agree that six foot one. Uh, necessarily makes McDavid that much better of a player, although he does have two inches on Sid. I thought Doc was very prescient talking about McDavid's role as an ambassador and also Sid's role in the past up till the present and Austin Matthews moving forward as well. And that you not only have to be a a good guy, well-spoken, work with the media, work with the fans, you have to be willing to do it all the time. And full credit to Sidney Crosby for the uh, length of his career in Pittsburgh for being very giving in that regard. And it does speak well of him and speaks even better for the sport. A, a couple interesting tweets about the matchup tonight between McDavid and Crosby. Eddie tweets, McDavid versus Latang is just as interesting. Eddie, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, McDavid has that blazing speed, but Latang, 
Well, I think Latang might be the best defenseman in hockey right now. But one thing I don't think you could get any argument about is he's the fastest defenseman in hockey, in particular when you consider how he combines physicality with his speed. So Tanger is a big-time difficult matchup for Connor McDavid tonight. Steve adds Crosby is better than McDavid and has Latang playing with him. McDavid is amazing but has to play against Latang. So uh, good stuff from, uh, from Eddie and Steve. And that's true. Uh, Sid's going to be out there against McDavid tonight, at least I hope. I really would have Crosby, not shadow McDavid, you know, guys like Crosby, the best defensive player in the league and of his generation. They don't shadow anybody, but I would like to see McDavid play defense against Crosby. I wonder if the kid could handle that. I think that would be a good test for him. Not saying he can't, but I would like to see if he can. Uh, your thoughts on the matchup, 412-333-9939. At the top of the hour, uh, Mike Tomlin just spoke gibberish at his press conference today. I'll break that down. That's at the top of the hour when I get sick again. The Penguins made a few moves today. Tom Sestito got sent to Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. The Penguins called up two defensemen, Chad Ruwadel. I think that's how I pronounce the name and at any rate, it doesn't matter because I doubt he'll ever play a game for the Penguins. And Steve Alexi. Uh, and that gives them, if I'm not mistaken, including the injured Derek Pouliot, nine defensemen on the roster. And uh, if there's a reason for that, I can't easily see it. Matt Murray is going to get the starting goal tonight, and that's two in a row for the discount double M. So Sullivan isn't going to go with a straight rotation. Flurry, then Murray, then Flurry, then Murray ad infinitum, and I get that. I agree with it. Murray was brilliant Saturday night in San Jose. He pitched a shutout. Uh, tonight isn't the second game of a back-to-back. Murray's had a couple days between games, so starting Murray makes perfect sense. Maybe the Pens can do like Boston did in the late 60s and early 70s with EJ, Eddie Johnston, and Jerry Cheevers, who were both very good. If you win... You keep playing. What your thoughts on Sid versus McDavid tonight really is, I can't wait to see it. Beats watching a 4-4 four four team stumble around out there and disappoint everybody. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I'll get back to that matchup in a second. Uh, I, I do want to uh, mention I voted today uh, up at the uh, – Holy Name Church on Troy Hill, not far from where I grew up. Uh, I love Troy Hill, by the way. Great neighborhood. Love seeing a lot of people. Talked to a lot of uh, listeners at the polling place. That was a a pleasant uh, morning on Troy Hill. And it's weird because I've always voted straight Republican my whole life, which means pressing one button. One button and you're done. But today I voted straight Republican except... I voted Gary Johnson, the Libertarian candidate for president, which really is just me saying none of the above. Uh, Tomorrow I won't have any blood or stupidity on my hands, no matter who wins. And I don't care what you think about that, so don't call to talk about it. I did not vote for Katie McGinney. When somebody told me she was a Nazi spy on World War II, that was the final straw. Uh, Donald Trump said that Tom Brady voted for him Tom Brady said he did not vote yet. 
gee, I can't believe one of those guys would be lying, either the deflated balls guy or the guy who lies constantly. Uh, Bill Belichick endorsed Trump, which is absolutely no surprise. I wonder how many people wrote in Phil Kessel. That new T-shirt's out. I, uh, I retweeted uh, pictures of uh, Phil and Tanger wearing the shirts, Phil for president. That's what I should have done. Written in Phil Kessel. Make America skate again. Whammy. Here's a rumor I need confirmation on, or denial. There's a rumor the Pittsburgh Steak Company is reopening on the south side under different ownership. That's a rumor. Same name, I'm told. Same menu, different owners. Can anyone confirm or deny, please? Do it via Twitter, at Mark Madden X. Okay, back to Sid versus McDavid, which I'm really looking forward to. I would imagine that tonight's matchup with McDavid takes Sid back to when he was a kid, uh, breaking into the National Hockey League, and gives Sid a sense of aging. Not feeling old, because Sid is 29. And boy, what I wouldn't give to be 29. What I wouldn't give to be 29 and, and be in the shape Sid is. What I wouldn't give to be in the shape Sid is for even one day of my life, because I've never come close. But the other guy, McDavid, he's 19. And he's already got a name, but he's looking to build on that. Sid's got a lot left to do. But if Sid quit now, he'd be remembered as one of the greatest hockey players of all time. And then you wonder how Mario Lemieux feels watching this game. Mario and Gretzky didn't go head-to-head very often. They were always in the opposite conference, like uh, Doc and I talked about. They were both in the East in 96-97 when Gretzky joined the Rangers, but then Mario retired for the first time the year after. Uh, Really, the only head-to-head game with Gretzky, Mario versus Gretzky, I really remember as like a standout game where something incredible happened. That was at the end of March in 1996. Uh, I I was at the game at the old uh, Civic Arena. Gretzky was with St. Louis. He was doing that rent-a-player deal. And and by the way, a little side note, I thought that really has detracted from Gretzky's legacy. You know, the guy who's supposed to be the best player of all time shouldn't have played with how many different teams, the Oilers, the Kings, St. Louis, the Rangers. A guy of that caliber should never be a rental like Gretzky was with the Blues. But anyway, end of March 1996, St. Louis at Pittsburgh, Gretzky versus Mario. Mario had zero sleep the night before because his son, Austin, had just been born the day before, three months premature. And Mario came out on no sleep and scored five goals. Uh, Gretzky had one assist, and Mario scored five times. I was there. Could have had seven or eight. That was absolutely amazing. I love when you get a great individual matchup within the context of a team sport where the guys actually play against each other on the field at the same time. Ben never played against Brady, never on the field simultaneously. But Sid and McDavid tonight will actually play against each other. Maybe they'll fight. I'd kind of like to see that. 412-333-9939. Uh, we got Stan Saverin, the godfather, next hour. By the way, uh, 
like I said earlier, thanks to Doc Emrick, but thanks uh, to Joe Manganello who appeared on yesterday's show because Joe Manganello has gotten me all over the geek and nerd websites today, the superhero and comic book websites. That's because Joe talked about Ben Affleck's Batman movie that's going to be made, that Joe's in, talked about that movie yesterday on this show, and it went viral. And the nerds love this show, and why wouldn't they? It's about time they get off those friggin' computers and get some air and listen to a, a real man's radio show. Um, I love it when ESPN fails. Not because they fired me. I'm, I'm a bigger man to care about that. But uh, the degree to which they're plummeting is shocking. And I will talk about that in just a moment. And I will also talk about Bucko Free Agency, too. Uh, Double M Live at Buford's on Fifth Avenue. Crosby versus McDavid. You can hear all the action right here on 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. Yep. You want an answer? You don't want no uh, hee-hawing. Well, I really do like the hee-hawing. The X at 105.9. ESPN lost 621,000 subscribers in October alone. ESPN's revenue is down 800 mil from 2013. Somebody going to get fired. ESPN ran off all the guys with personality. And now finally, they're trying to put guys on TV. They're sports center guys. They're trying to put them over as personalities, but they have zero charisma. These guys aren't Oberman and Patrick. They're blank-faced zeros. And they're trying to put them over as TV stars, and they didn't do it with Oberman and Patrick. I don't know if ESPN's ever going to fold, but they better not look back because I think Fox Sports is quickly gaining on them. No quarter brought to you by McDonald's. I'm loving it. How about the officiating of the Monday night football game? Richard Sherman of Seattle roughed Buffalo's kicker. But Sherman was offside, too. The refs called offside, but said offside ended the play, so Sherman couldn't rough the kicker. Can't rough the kicker if the play stopped before that. Yeah, but he still committed a personal foul, unnecessary roughness, which the NFL officiating vice president, uh, Dean Blandino, confirmed via Twitter. But all the Seahawks got whistled for on that play was an offside call. And then the refs didn't spot the ball till there were four seconds left on the play clock, and the Bills got delay a game, even though the officials were the ones who delayed the game. It was Keystone Cops-level chaos, and they effed it all up. It gets better. The Bills kicker is Dan Carpenter. And his wife tweeted a photo of a castrator. This big device they use to cut the genitalia off animals. And the kicker's wife said on Twitter, I know what we do on the farm when an animal can't control his own rage. Unquote. Okay, I think the racism in that is pretty obvious. This white woman just called Richard Sherman a black man 
an animal. That is so outrageous, they should fire her husband. Look, buddy, if you can't control your old lady, time to go kick an arena ball. Dear Jesus, lady, just shut the frig up. Your husband got hit. He's a football player, kind of. That happens sometimes. Baseball free agency is underway, and the Pirates have not yet signed anybody, nor will they, of any consequence, not this offseason and not ever. And the baseball media, the experts like Rosenthal, they're saying that Yvonne Nova, the rental that did pretty good with the Buccos down the stretch, they're saying that Nova going to get five years and 75 mil. 15 mil a year over five years. And boy, that's a long term. A lot of money, but the long term is what amazes me. And all the Bucko fanboys are saying, you can't pay that guy that much. But sure you can. You know how I know that? Because somebody will. They should have signed Jay Happ, who was more than affordable. Three years, 36 mil. But uh, they're just not going to sign anybody of any consequence ever. They're going to build from within, but guys are going to walk. They'll make the occasional trade, get the occasional rental. But they're doing it on the cheap now and forever. Somebody on Twitter said, I don't know anything about baseball because my only Pirates analysis is that nothing's too cheap. Well, guess what? That's all the analysis I need. I can't invent a way for the Pirates to close the gap on the Chicago Cubs that doesn't involve spending more money. Can you? If you can, I'd love to hear it, and I bet the Pirates would too. And when I say fanboys, I don't just mean actual fans. I mean fanboys in the media. Uh, To all you idiot fanboy bucko suck-ups, you know what? You just made the list. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We are less than two hours away from the first ever meeting of Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. Sid had a funny line today. Somebody asked uh, Sid if he'd ever played against McDavid in any setting. You know, pick up, whatever. And Sid said, no, I'm too old. I never thought Sid would be the old guy at 29, but uh, he kind of is. Hey, Sid, no offense, I'm 55 on the verge of death. Keep in mind, Sid versus McDavid won't happen often. Edmonton is in the west and Pittsburgh is in the east. The return leg of this fixture is March 10th at Edmonton, which is when the entire Canadian media will wet its pants as one. Actually, that's going to happen Saturday when Sid and the Penguins host the Toronto Maple Leafs and Austin Matthews. And then again for that return leg at Toronto, December 17th. I can't stress enough. I think McDavid is awesome. And I think he will be the best player in hockey. Just not yet. Too often when you compare, it's assumed that you think the lesser of the two players sucks. But that's not the case in this instance regarding my opinion of Connor McDavid. I think he is indeed the proverbial bee's knees. 
Mike Tomlin had his press conference today. It was authentic football gibberish. I'll tell you what he said in just a moment on 105.9 The X.